Hello and welcome to Same Boat Huddle. We are on episode 54. My name is Erin Miller of Erin Joyce Photography. And if you are someone who's dealing with crazy overwhelm, stressed out, way too much on your plate, always feeling like you are treading water, barely getting yourself up for breath and you feel like you can't do anything well enough, you are in the right space. I've created this podcast to share just a a whole plethora of information that has helped me go from the drowning mom to a thriving mom and entrepreneur. And whether you're an entrepreneur or a mom, or neither of those things, I feel like a lot of what I share can help you. Whether you are a man supporting a woman in these shoes, or you are a woman who may someday find yourself in these shoes or not, I just feel like all of us can use this information in life to find so much more ease uh, and flow and abundance and to be able to truly live in our purpose and get the most out of life as opposed to just surviving. So very quickly, if you are a brand new listener or you are a loyal listener since the beginning or since the middle or wherever, if you can take just a few minutes to fill out a review and give five stars, I would truly appreciate it. It's an awesome way for me to be able to then be put into the ears of even more listeners and those who really need to hear the message. So because of you, I can do that. That can happen. I just want to quickly share a couple awesome reviews from people that have been left for me and they just make me feel so warm and fuzzy. Uh, So one from Meg Koning, a podcast must. This podcast is a must for every female entrepreneur, photographer, mother, parent, human. Erin shares her heart on balance and self-care and the reality of living in today's world with today's demands. It is a podcast must for anyone looking to grow emotionally in their own life. It's been a lifesaver for me as I personally navigate connecting with myself while still fulfilling the various roles in my life. Tune in. You'll be so glad you did. Thank you, Meg. I love that. That's so awesome. One more from Anne's mom, the real deal. Erin is the real deal. She brings her story to everyone to share what can be possible for you if you trust in yourself and the process. She is wise and delivers her message in such a compassionate way. It is like talking to a long lost friend every time you listen to an episode. So glad to call Erin a friend and now a mentor. Thank you. So if you have um, a moment to leave any review, I like to share some from time to time. So I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to do something like that for me. So today, what I want to talk about is change. <clears throat> change, change. Isn't there a song about that? Um, you know, every week I'm always like, oh, I don't know what to talk about, but not in a way of like, oh no, what do I talk about? But just more of what what message do I need to share this week? Who needs to hear this? And so I always like to just be real with what's going on in my life because it's very um, relevant for me to chat about it. And it seems that it is always relevant with someone else as well. So, you know, change is hard. We are creatures of habit. I mean, that's such a cliche phrase that all of us know about, and it doesn't come from nowhere. Like we really are creatures of habit. We do very well. Some people adjust to change better than others, but on, you know, the bell curve, most of us sit right in the middle where it's really difficult. uh, And it's just hard for us to have change happen big or small to find the adjustment, to find the new routine, to find a new normal, all of those things. It's just, it can be really difficult to do. So this weekend, um, I, if you follow me on social media, I shared that we were actually supposed to go away this weekend. And um, I was, 
Uh, I advocated for myself and saying like this doesn't feel good. It feels rushed. It feels stressful. And I just don't know that it's the best idea. Uh, so we decided to stay home and I'm really glad we did because it actually works out much better to go up to the lake house next weekend, but that's besides the point. Um, so this weekend we didn't have any plans, which normally is like, yay, free weekend. But I have been sitting in this space of all I can, the only word I can really describe is discombobulation. Like I looked at my husband, I'm like, I just feel so discombobulated. I feel figuratively dizzy, not necessarily like, yes, I deal with vertigo and I might actually literally be dizzy from time to time, but I'm like figuratively dizzy. Like I, I just can't find my bearings. And I'm like, what is going on? Why is this happening? And I'm, you know, it's the end. Well, it's the beginning of the month as I record this. It's June 2nd. And I'm always, I try to wrap things up at the end of month. So going through finances and looking at the monthly budget and um, making sure I just like to, it's like that time to clean things up, come up with new goals for the new month, really see um, what was accomplished in the past month and what new goals I might have for the next month and what was holding me back and blocking me and all of that stuff. So there's a ton of reflection at the end of the month anyway. And that's not always easy to do. Growth does not happen in comfort. You really have to be vulnerable with yourself and be like, this is where I sucked. (laughs) But it's also really important to be like, this is what I did really well. But I, so I've been doing a lot of that this weekend and I have so much resistance, especially around money and sitting down and doing it. And what I mean by resistance is uh, I find everything else to do besides that, where it's like all of a sudden you have really severe ADD and um, feeling like even while doing it, feeling really tired, starting to feel really irritable, um, just not, it just doesn't feel good. And it's really important to recognize this is just resistance. This is my ego telling me, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. It makes you feel uncomfortable. But I know that really doing the finances and the budget is going to benefit us. And I just have to hunker down and get this stuff done. So I've been doing that. So that's definitely a part of like why I'm feeling a little discombobulated. And, uh, but then I'm like, okay, okay, Aaron, like, let's really look at what's going on here. So one of the big obvious changes going on is that summer is upon us. So my son just finished preschool this past Thursday. My daughter's finished school on Wednesday. So the end of the school year stuff is hard for me. And it's because there is no normal routine. It's not even like we've had a normal routine up until Friday, it's done, and Monday we get to start the new one. It's kind of like a two-week float period with the staggered end times of, of the school year and like being a half day here and um, done in the middle of the week here, and then we're going away on Thursday evening for the weekend. So there, it's it feels disorienting. I, it literally makes me feel like I'm not sure which way is up and which way is down. So I can get through that. That's fine. But then it's also, well, what does our routine look like when we get home and we're settled? Like how, when am I going to work? You know, my kids both were in school Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and uh, it was really easy for me to plan coaching calls and gym time and work time and editing time and co- building content time and all of that in that chunked three days um, and really have a nice schedule and spending quality time with my son when he was home on Mondays and Fridays and all of that jazz. So I'm like, well, now what? How how am I going to do this? And I keep thinking back to last summer. I was really adamant about being present with my kids and having what a lot of us perceive as balance, but if you know me, you know I don't 
believe in balance. There's no such thing, but really just being aligned with my schedule and managing my energy. So I felt really good. And I was giving attention to all the things that were a priority for me, which essentially were work myself and my kids. And looking back at this summer, I felt really good. I don't recall feeling stressed. I know there were probably moments, but I had a very busy wedding season. We moved and my daughter started kindergarten. And I also did a ton of stuff with my kids. So I'm like, you know what, if I could figure out how to do it last year, I can do it again this year. So, um, I then took a lot of time to, uh, to organize, organize myself in that way, which I'm going to get into. And another thing that's happening is, um, my camera equipment. (laughs) I've had to make a big change there. So for any photographers out there, um, I use, I'm not going to say the systems that I use because I don't think that's fair. Um, but I, I have one system that, um, a lot of people use and I've just been having a lot of issues with the equipment. It's just been unreliable. I've had to send it in to be fixed a lot. I'm spending a lot of money fixing it, um, for it to not really be working the right way again. Um, and it's really kind of, it's been hurting, my self-esteem to be honest because it's like I, I know what I'm doing but then my equipment isn't showing up and it makes me feel like I don't know what I'm doing and it's been hard so I finally while I've been thinking of it regularly I pretty abruptly made the decision to buy a new system um over the weekend. And, uh, it's cool. Cause I can still use my other systems lenses. I just really needed the, the new camera body, which is besides the point, but learning a new system is, um, I've, I've found it to be <laughs> a little frustrating. And that's also why I've been avoiding buying a new system because it's not starting over. Cause all cameras function the same way, but just getting used to it, you know, for my, my hands don't know where buttons are. And, um, it functions much differently than my other camera and just, just getting used to it is a change and it feels hard. So these are the big changes going on in my life. And so I have very strategic ways that I'm dealing with the change. And that's what I want to share with you because if you really think about it, we are all as humans dealing with change constantly. So whether it's our kids' schedules, I always, I've found that having children is when my schedule has changed constantly. I say it's every six months until they're really at like school age. Every six months, it's like different feeding times, different nap times, play times, going to sleep times, wake up times. Like I feel like there's just a constant shift and you have to adjust yourself and it's pretty exhausting. Um, So whether it's a change with schedule with your kids, if you're moving, if you're having a first baby, if you get a dog, if you start a new job, or how about when at at your job, there's a program change, like everyone goes up in arms about that. Like, I don't understand the new email system or this program or that, or God forbid, Facebook changes their layout. I mean, you see that all over social media. Like, I can't believe they changed it. I don't know where anything is. This is horrible. Um, change is hard, but we're dealing with it all the time and it's on all different levels. And, uh, no matter what level it is, it requires adjusting. And I think it's really important as humans to give ourselves the acknowledgement of this is hard and that's okay. And there's a way to move through change, change, (laughs) um, to move through change to, uh, do it successfully and to also give yourself the room to not feel so good about it. So I just want to quickly share some of those ideas with you that I have, um, that I have come up with and that I've like, okay, what am I doing to help myself through this change? I keep thinking of, (laughs) 
<laughs> song on Sesame Street. It was an episode my daughter watched all the time. I like can't even concentrate because I'm singing it in the back of my head. It's it's about changing the plans. And the, the song is all about being flexible when there's change. <laughs> I should find that song for you. Um, okay, so one thing I do to help myself with change is to become more organized. So change creates that feeling of disorientation, discombobulation. You're just not sure which way to go, right? So one of the ways you can really support yourself in um, dealing with change is to become organized. So that again, hearing this, you need to know how this applies to your specific situation of change because um, there's a mul- multitude of ways that we have changed like I just went over. For me, what really helped me was going through all of my paperwork on the desk, making sure all the bills were paid, cleaning up all of like that pile of paper that ends up on the kitchen table. Like that for me is my number one trigger of I'm feeling overwhelmed and looking at that is the straw. So easy way to eliminate that trigger is to get rid of it. So that's one thing that I've done. I've been making lists. So in my, I use the law of attraction planner. Um, and I did my monthly recap. And then for this summer, what I decided to do was um, make a list of things to do with my kids. So I keep thinking of things in my head. It's really important for me to spend quality time with them this summer. So I keep trying to think of things that I'd want to do with them and don't overcomplicate it. Like just going to a playground nearby that we haven't been to for a while is like the best day over ever for them. You know, it's not a matter of we have to spend the whole day at Dorney Park or something like that. So I started that list. Um, make a list of things that you need to do. Things that so brain dump. Get the stuff out of your head. Maybe have your own specific book that you like to look at. Um, that that is a book specifically for your list. I have one of those like dollar notebook spiral notebooks, and it is just scribbled on every page. There's not. I don't even go in order of pages. <laughs> And I make my list. I do brain dumps and um, you can use the notepad in your phone, um, reminders on your email or your calendar. And yeah, you can email yourself. I do that too. So make lists to help organize yourself. So those kind of do go hand in hand. And then plan, really come up with a plan. So something that I did, part of what's making me feel a little discombobulated is um, <laughs> if you're playing a drinking game, and you're drinking every time I say discombobulated. <laughs> There's always a word every episode. I cling to one word. Um, may, I don't even know what I was saying. So make a plan. So what I did, what was making me feel just completely out of, just disoriented was that I don't know what my summer schedule looks like. I don't know, like, what day should I clean? What should what day should I do laundry? Like, what day should I work? I'm going to have to figure out childcare so I can have, like, a good quality chunk of time to do work and not try to piecemeal it while my kids are home. What days am I going to go to the gym? Like, what classes should I go to? Should I go to morning still or should I do evening classes? Like, things are going to have to be switched up. So instead of going into it having no idea and taking two to three weeks for the cards to fall in the way that makes sense, that's really hard to do. So while plans change, of course, I wanted to come up with an idea of like, what could my weeks look like? What feels good? And let's see if I can make it look like that. 
So I have Monday down for cleaning and groceries. That's something my kids enjoy doing. Don't, you know, I'll take it while I can. They enjoy helping to clean. They can relax. They can play outside. Um, They can do grocery shopping with me. I can plan to do grocery shopping after my husband gets home. I don't know yet what that's going to look like, but I know that I can figure out how to do those two things on Mondays. Tuesdays, I'm planning to set up childcare. So this is something, it's really important to delegate. So that's another thing that you should do. I should actually add that to the list is delegate, um, that I cannot expect myself to be able to do everything all the time. So I want to set up childcare that, that is the same time all the time. So what I'm planning for is a full day on Tuesday, eight to four. And even if I don't have a ton of work to do that day, I can go to the gym. I could go grocery shopping that day without the kids. I can um, go just go get a massage. I don't know. But any work that I really need to be able to do with intention and efficiency, I will be scheduling for Tuesdays. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm like, okay, we can do... Um, maybe we could join a pool and the pool around here opens at noon and like morning we could hang out. I could work a little bit. They can relax. They could play outside a little and then we could pick up and go to the pool by noon. I don't know, but those days are kind of freer. So I like to really chunk the beginning of my week to get things done and then be able to taper off through the last of the week. Um, and then especially Saturdays, I typically am working if we are not away. Um, so come up with a plan. And yes, plans may change, but it'll feel good having an idea of like, this is how I want it to look like. This is how I want to feel. So then when you need to adjust the plan and be flexible, like that song on Sesame Street, it's so much easier and you're going to have to be flexible. Like there might be days that we're coming home from the lake on Mondays or like someone might be sick one day or we decide we wake up and be like, let's throw plans to the wind and go to the shore today. Um, I don't know. So, but come up with a plan. I can't say that enough. Next is self-care. I like, if you know me, if you follow me, I, I can't preach this enough. Like this should be number one on your list. And I understand how hard it is, especially as women. It's, we feel like we're not taking care of other people when we take care of ourselves. We feel like we're letting other people down. But here's the thing. If you don't take care of yourself, you are not taking care of other people. You're actually creating the reality that you're afraid of creating. So by not taking care of yourself, you're like, I'm not going to do that because I really want to spend time with my kids. I don't want to leave them alone. I don't want them to miss me. I feel guilty spending money on myself, all of this stuff. But then you become burned out. You might get sick because your hormones are off because you're not feeding yourself the right way. Or you might get physically sick with a lot of colds or whatever because you're not taking care of yourself. So how is that not the same thing by not that you're snapping at your kids, that you're you're numbing out when you're near them, like scrolling on Facebook the whole time because you just need a break. Like how is that good time that you're spending with your family? But if you went and took care of yourself, whether it's meditating for five minutes a day or taking a 20 minute walk with your dog or by yourself or sitting out back with a book for 15 minutes, or it doesn't have to be complicated. But when you do take time to do those things, one, you're modeling phenomenal behavior for your children to grow up to be really well-rounded and well taken care of. And two, you're taking care of yourself so that you can show up for your kids and in a better way. And as a, a woman that 
people want to be around. Like you'll want to even be around yourself, you know? So self-care is really important. And this is something that I find when I'm in a moment of change, I really let go of, even though it's a priority for me. And today was a perfect example that I woke up and immediately was like fiddling with my camera. And cause I was, you know, it's hard. It's like, well, what, why isn't this part working? What am I supposed to do? Whatever. And, um, had a little bit of coffee and all of a sudden it's 11 o'clock. I haven't eaten a single piece of food. So I quick make food and I'm eating it in the middle of like doing bills and all of this. And all of a sudden it's two o'clock and I can like feel my sugars dropping. And my husband had to even say to me, he's like, Aaron, you need to stop and eat something and take a breath. Like you, you just need to hold on for a second. So skipping meals and shushing your kids and shooing them away. Like while, yes, I need to get the finance is done. I need to figure out my, my uh, camera and do filing, all, all of that stuff. And none of that really matters if you're not taking care of yourself and you're going to hurt yourself, you know? So self-care, so important. Schedule that in when you're making plans. So for me, waking up early to walk the dog, um, going to the gym, eating meals, doing f- food meal planning each week to be sure that we're eating well, all of that stuff is super, super important. Uh, another piece is reflection. So really take a minute to reflect. And that's something I'm actually kind of doing it now that I spent the past two days so hyper-focused and like perseverating on stuff that that's okay. That happens. But now I really just need to take a minute to reflect on that. Like where could I have done things better? Uh, what could I have done differently to have not found myself in that space? And again, it's not a, a space of shame or guilt. It's just like, this is okay. This happened. I'm through it. I have awareness, but like, how can I adjust things better so that I can deal with this change better? So reflection always, always, always is really, really good. I even recommend like journaling and having some reflection at the end of every day too. And that's something I love from the daily greatness journal, which I preach about all the time. I'm not affiliated with them. I just think they have such a fantastic way of very simply reflecting on your day and then also on the day ahead to set intentions. Um, and it's just an awesome way to have like full mindfulness in how you're living your life. Um, and then the next thing is communication to keep you accountable. So I, um, am very, very vocal with my husband. He's my person. And I also have a really good chunk of different girlfriends who I can reach out to, to help, kind of just slap me if I need to be slapped, you know what I mean? Um, to tell me like, get your head out of your ass and, uh, focus on what's important here. Like you're really going off the deep end with this stuff. Like you you have to move on. You have to let that go. Um, or to give me ideas like, Hey Aaron, what if you did this instead? Do you think that would help to keep you out of this space? Or, um, or, or my husband, like telling me, Aaron, you have to stop and eat. Having someone, having someone you can just talk to about it. Like I can talk to him and be like, I feel so frustrated with this camera situation and my equipment and I feel overwhelmed and I feel like stuff is piling up on the counter and I just feel like everything is everywhere and I'm just disoriented. And he's able to hear me validate me and be like, yeah, I feel the same way. I know exactly what you're talking about. And then after validating me, he can be like, you know what, why don't you do this instead? Like I'm looking at you and I can see that that's not helping. So maybe try this instead. What do you think about that? So have your people, have your tribe, be open and honest in communication about how you're feeling and things you're doing. Because I think when you have that constant communication out loud, it brings some insight like, oh, huh, I didn't even realize I was doing that or 
um, that I've been acting that way or whatever it is. So communication, anything is key. Uh, the next thing is ask for help. Ask for help with capital letters. <laughs> it is just so, so important to ask for help. So examples in the change that I'm dealing with now, looking at my schedule for the week ahead, I only have three days at home. Bef- well, I guess technically four because we're leaving Thursday evening. Um, but I'm a little like, well, I need to grocery shop and clean the house and um, this session and that session and editing and coaching and uh, all the awesome stuff, but it's just condensed into a shorter time. And then my kids will be home <laughs> half the time as well. My son will be home all week. My daughter will be home, um, two of those days. So, uh, it's a little, it takes your breath away a little like, okay, how am I going to do this? And instead of looking at that, well, first of all, had I not planned, I would just go into the week and it would just throw up all over me because that's way too much to deal with without some type of time management, which is, Something I teach in my course, Create Your Best Life, and um, I can't. It's it's energy time management. So you're you're managing your energy through managing your time, getting stuff done in an organized way, being able to see the big picture. So had I not planned, I would not see where can I delegate, right? So in looking at my schedule, I see Tuesday would be a great day to not have kids. Tuesday is my day. It's like my work day. I like it. I might need to change it sometime. I will definitely have to next school year because my son will be home on Tuesdays. But um, I was like, you know what? I bet my mother-in-law could help. She loves to help. She loves, loves when I say, can you help me? And if she's available, she is on it. So she feels good and it helps me. So she and my father-in-law will be taking my son all day on Tuesday. So then I'm able to go to the gym because even though, yeah, I could stay home and, and add in more work time, but I really need to be sure I'm taking care of myself, like I said, with self-care. And then um, the rest of the day, I'm able to get in a good chunk of work time so that I can um, get done the, the what's priority um, before I don't have time to work until the weekend, until next week. So what needs to get done right now, right? So ask for help. Another way I ask for help is with this new camera, while... You know, there's a lot of limiting beliefs and stories that come up for me with the asking for help. So with my camera, it's like my story is like people are going to think I'm annoying or that I don't know what I'm doing. Um, They're going to get frustrated with me or irritated with me, that kind of stuff. Is that true? I don't know. But I know that I'm asking people who know this camera and I know can help me and have already offered to help and have said, hey, Aaron, if you need help, let me know. So, you know, I've, I've absolutely taken time myself to try and figure things out between playing with it and watching tutorials and reading the manual and all of that stuff. But when I've been stuck a few times, there have been a couple people, if you're listening, you know who you are, I can't thank you enough, who've really walked me through and trouble, did some troubleshooting with me to figure out what might be um, what uh, settings that might be off, whatever. But the thing, what my point of this is I asked for help. So it really, um, makes a more efficient use of time that while I could have maybe figured it out myself, it probably could have taken hours of research, especially some of the things that I was asking about that seemed off. Um, instead I've had people who are super professional and skilled in understanding what I was asking, were able to say, hey, try these two things. And so in a matter of five minutes, I have an answer instead of hours in trying to search and score the internet, right? So helping, it is hard to ask for help. It's really hard. But recognize and understand that people love to help. 
for me to say to someone, you're amazing. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. You've really helped me with this. That feels good, doesn't it? When someone says that to you, you're like, you're welcome. I'm like, I'm so happy that I could help you, that I could be here and give that to you, right? So know that people, if they don't want to help you, they're not going to. If they do want to help you, they're going to. So why take that away from people? Like That's part of our culture and humanity of wanting to help people. And you're taking that away from someone because of your own own limiting beliefs and insecurities. So recognize that while your limiting beliefs and insecurities and negative self-talk might not go away right away anyway, you'll you're helping someone else by asking for help. Like if I don't ask my mother-in-law for help ever, she's she feels sad. She feels like I'm upset with her. I'm, you know what? This is an assumption, but I, I know because we, we have had very direct conversation of she has said to me, I want to help you. I really want you to ask me to help when you need it. So I do. And it helps me and she feels good. It's win win. So do yourself a favor and ask for help. Delegate things that can be delegated. Have other people do things. Like for instance, I have a photo shoot tonight, so I'm going to have to ask my husband to keep on top of the laundry because um, it's not drying in a timely manner. I mean, is that the story of our life? So I, instead of having it sit and coming home and staying up late to wait for laundry, I can ask my husband for help. And you know what? He'll do it because I asked him and he loves me and I love him and we're a team and we do things together. So I know that sometimes it's hard when you ask for help and it might not be met, but put yourself out there and ask for it because it can really help you with the change that might be going on in in your life. Uh, So I think that is about it. So very quickly in a summary, stay organized, make lists, plan and delegate um, self-care, super important reflection, keep open communication and have that accountability partner, that person who help can help hold you accountable, ask for help and manage your energy. Use energetic time management if you know it. Um, but if you are good at planning and using your schedule and just recognizing when something doesn't feel good, isn't aligned with how you want to feel and you can shift things that, that in a nutshell is energetic time management. So be sure that you do that. So, um, cheers to summer and all the changes ahead. Uh, like my last podcast episode, the way you show up in the world is what's going to be reflected back to you. So go into the change of summer with excitement of adventure and new memories for your kids. I mean, think about your own summers when, um, Oh my gosh, it was the best getting out for this, this summer and like just being able to play with friends and sleep in and not have a schedule and just have that freedom that that's just the best part of being a kid, isn't it? So let's, let's show up the same way. Like why, why take life so seriously? It's okay to show up and, and, uh, we can still get stuff done and be responsible adults and, make big moves in life without, um, being so serious and so stuck to a schedule all the time. So enjoy the changes that are happening in your life. Change is never comfortable, but that's where growth happens. You know, if we stay, uh, at the same place in the same spot and just don't move forward in life, some people are comfortable with that and that's cool. But if you're desiring big growth, it requires change and change is uncomfortable. Uh, but you will get 
through that discomfort and see the beauty and the growth and then you'll change again. (laughs) It's all, it's all part of the cycle and it's really cool. It's a gift to be able to experience it time after time. So embrace the change that you're in right now. Um, you know, it's up to you how you're going to experience and experience it and how you're going to move through it. And you have complete control, uh, and so many tools out there to experience it with, with an ease and, uh, an excitement, you know, it can, it can be exciting. Um, so I'm going to hold on to that advice too, because I think I need that today as well, especially shooting with a new camera. (laughs) So with that, I hope that you have an awesome week. Be sure to get in touch with me at Photog Aaron J on Instagram. I love connecting with people. Um, I've had a few messages this past week, just letting me know um, how much they've appreciated certain episodes. And it, uh, you know, gosh, it does so much to know that even one person has um, been shifted in a perspective or that it's helped support them through something. So never hesitate to reach out to connect with me or ask me something or anything. I just love it so much. And I love to share myself on social media. I like to be real and let you see the real me and stuff that I'm going through. Um, cause it's cool. You know, it's just fun to know, to know real people and not just highlights. So, um, anyway, find me on Instagram at photog Aaron J. You can also email me Aaron at ejoicephotography.com. Website is ejoicephotography.com. We also have some exciting news coming up. Um, that I will be sharing hopefully next week, if not the week after. Create Your Best Life is also going to be open for applications super soon. So keep your ears peeled if that's something that you think you might be interested in. It is a program teaching you all the things. It's teaching you how to manage your time, how to manage your energy, how to tackle limiting beliefs, create bigger goals and bust through and reach them, um, how to take care of yourself in a much um, more feminine energy kind of way and understanding oils and crystals and chakras and just the energetics. Uh, and it's all really good stuff. So it's been an amazing program to put together and to connect um with women and to connect with the women. It's just phenomenal. So I'm super excited to be opening those doors soon. Um, So I'll be sharing more about that. And if you're not a part of Steamboat Huddle, the free Facebook group, I would love to have you join. Um, You just head on over to Facebook. There's also a link in the show notes. So with that, have an awesome week. I will talk to you next week. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Take care.